the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black, talking money, invested in more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I'm pretty adamant about that, so I try to do my best to give you a platform or a forum to get second opinions. Uh, I probably don't get as many phone calls as I'd like, but that's okay. Um, I think that's that's fine. So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, money investing and more. What do I do? I get up real early in the morning, uh, typically right around 4, 4.15, sometimes as late as 4.30. Um, I try to do about an hour and a half of prep work at night. I try to do probably about an hour and a half, two hours of prep in the morning just to find the stories that mean the most to trying to put together something that's kind of infotaining. Um, that's my hope. So sometimes I try to change it up. Uh, sometimes I try to go boring. I am, I, I am a big fan that men and women are different. And I think that's pretty obvious. I'm a big fan of helping people. I hope you see that. And I try to put those pieces of the puzzle together. And sometimes it works really well and sometimes it doesn't. So a lot of people are real tight-lipped about money, about sex, about their weight. And it, you don't have to pay a lot of money in research to, to know that, right? A lot of people don't have a desire to talk about money because they lack confidence in their knowledge of financial planning and investing. Lack of confidence is, I think, a really self-imposed mistake that people make. Um... Women are better savers. They've demonstrated stronger saving rates than male counterparts. They've enjoyed better long-term investment performance when they did engage in investing. And yet, too many women still hesitate to take control of their finances. This isn't 
you know, 1970. This should change. 90% of women will have to manage their finances on their own at some point in their life. Uh, they may leave the workforce to care for a sick or fam- uh, sick family member, become divorced, or find themselves widowed. They may be one of the many young adults who are staying single longer and living on their own for longer than their past generations. It's imperative for women to have a solid understanding about how to manage money and invest in the future. One of the things I'm a big fan of is learning to your own pace. Um, I see way too many men, sorry men, but you rush into it. And you want to buy the stock of the day. Earlier, late last year, one of the big stocks of the year was NVIDIA. And man, is that the little girl with the curl or what? When it goes up, it goes up, up, up. Uh, But when it goes down, it's like, watch out below. Now, they've got a great future. Graphics processors still growing in speed, unlike you know a lot of the desktop processors. So where can you buy this stock? What's a good level to get in? It's one of those questions that a lot of people kind of rush in and they go, I, I bought it at an all-time high. Like I got a lot of people who I said, don't buy Snap on the first day of the IPO. They did, and then they're going, now what do I do? So learn at your own pace. So you not need some investment basics. Um, I would try to find resources, if you're a woman, on websites like Fidelity or Vanguard or TD Ameritrade. Do not go to seminars. Women in investing, come to a seminar at this hotel. Um, I bet you're going to get pushed a product in that case. Um, there is a Women's Institute for Secure Retirement. And you can find out information about that by Googling Women's Institute for Secure Retirement. Uh, What's interesting to note, again, about this is a lot of people just, they become reticent. 92% of women are eager to learn about financial planning. 47% are confident taking, talking about money, taking financial decisions, and... Working with a professional. 60% worry about having enough money to last through retirement. 74% are proactive about saving for the future. That's good. 8 out of 10 confess they have refrained from having financial conversations. That's so sad. It's um, 8 out of 10 confess they've refrained from having financial conversations. I love looking over people's finances for them and starting that conversation like, oh, so what's your goal? Are you going to retire when? And that starts the conversation. Um, if you ever go to a professional, and again, to see 8 out of 10 people confess they have refrained from having financial consultations means there's not a lot of honesty. And you have to focus, you know, I need one and a half times my salary uh, by the time I'm, you know, in my 30s. And then that number gets bigger. So uh, you have to be pretty honest about it. If you do go to a professional, well, before I go there, as far as being honest about it, I was a little puffy in my 20s, and I wasn't very honest with like my self-image on my body. Um, I've got to know over that, and it's everything in my life changed for the better. More confident lover, more confident, you know, in everything. 
<laughs> That's probably not an attractive image for you. But it is what it is. So try to be honest with yourself, and it kind of opens things up. So you want to turn to a professional at some point in time, but you don't want to trust said professional. You want to really listen, 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 listen. And then you want to have them listen to you. Someone who can communicate clearly about their fees, about their you know their designations, about investment advice. You don't want shaky information, and you really, really want to be able to discuss fees. You want to find a, find a financial friend. So <clears throat> some marriages end because the woman gets an emotional friend. Um, I will be your financial friend. So, and uh, I was talking to an ex-football player the other day. He wants to get into real estate. He wants to learn it from top, top to the bottom. I'm like, you help me in the gym a couple days. And uh, you just be my muscle friend. You be the guy that everyone goes like, whoa, who's that with Rob Black? This guy's huge. Ooge. He's ooge. So I said, you be, my, you be my muscle friend and I'll be your financial friend. And he's like, deal. Um, a lot of times, like when you have a gym buddy, you're able to motivate each other. You're able to work together. If you can find someone you can talk money with, I think that's great. But be careful. Um you don't want to. You want your friend to have some financial knowledge and not just like I love old people with gray hair uh, because they have some financial knowledge. They're so cute the way they eat and food falls out of their mouth. They're so cute the way they get prop thirteen and go. I deserve that prop thirteen. Um, even though our school systems are failing and it's uh, one of the dumbest one of the dumbest implementations of a tax penalty I've ever seen. Um, but also feel free to go online if you're a woman. So. There's a really good series um, on money by Kathy Murphy. And you just Google LinkedIn Influencer Series, Kathy Murphy. A lot of women now are writing and becoming financial journalists online. Be careful with that, but know that it's out there. But be careful because a lot of times these people don't have any, any knowledge of other than the last two years. Find me at robluckshow.com. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black. The news out there on a day-by-day basis isn't pretty. Earthquake in Indonesia. Death toll hits 93. Airplane gone missing in Pakistan with 47 people on it. On a day-by-day basis, there's disasters that happen. And financially, most people aren't ready for those. Um, It's an odd thing to say when you see headlines like 47 die in an airplane. People aren't ready for the financial disaster. But imagine if, 
you know, you're the father of a family where you're the only income earner and you perish in a plane crash and you didn't have life insurance, or let's say you did have life insurance but not enough. Um, I have a friend right now who he's got a pretty young family going. And I said, do you have life insurance? Do you have term life? And he goes, no, if I die, she'll just move back to the East Coast uh, with her family. I'm like, that's not really a good plan. <laughs> that's kind of like stupid. It's basically saying I don't want to pay for a worst case scenario. Um, that's kind of not smart. But that's what people have out there. So when we last left off, I was talking about trends. And trends can be your friend, and you can make a lot of money. Some of the trends I started talking about was that buildings are going to start using more you know, uh, natural materials. And you know, material scientists are going to be pretty key in involving wind and solar and parks on buildings. If you check out Facebook's uh, building, they took over Sun Microsystems offices years and years and years ago, and one of the things that they did was they built a new campus, and it's quite lovely, and on the roof, it looks like Central Park. Uh, talked about the trend of bots and how bots are right now very simple. You know, you can do a little bit of banking with a bot, but not much else, uh, but those will continue to get smarter and, and egregious in our life. Talked about the trend of synthetic food taking over, you know, plant-based proteins taking over cow. Uh, going to be a long-term trend, but I think it's it's in place. Virtual reality, I would much rather pay $100 to be in front row of Kanye in virtual reality than pay $100 to be, or let's say $500, 15 rows back. Not saying that I'll never go to another live show again, but I think they're a little overrated. Um, especially if, I kind of get people who like... Uh, I once got tickets for you too. I know you're saying, ooh, you're bragging. No, I'm not, not bragging. Uh, I got tickets for you too, but the downside was was that you know they went on sale at 10 a.m. And I was like, ooh, get, there's four. I'll get a four. I didn't, best seats available kind of thing. And uh, I was literally in the back row, the last row. I could touch the ceiling of the auditorium of the uh, Verizon Center in Washington, D.C. So I... Even if I was a sniper, I probably couldn't shoot Bono, if you know what I'm saying. I was that far away. So I got to watch Bono on a big screen, and I could have done that easily from my home as well. So another trend that is going to be more predominant, and, you know, if you drive a new truck now, you don't even have to, like, look over your shoulder. Um, it's got radar everywhere. And it'll say, like, hey, you can switch lanes if you want to, or don't do it now. Sensors are becoming more and more prevalent in vehicles. Um, but you're also going to start seeing them in living rooms, in retail floors, in hospital bays. Uh, more and more sensors. Sensors can pick up different, you know, uh, sets of information. They can pick it up in noisy environments, in different temperatures. There's a company called Vivant or Vivint, V-I-V-I-N-T. They produce security systems that work in a pretty similar way. Smart home technology bundles security cameras with locks and thermostats, allowing people, you know, to be safe as well as save energy. Spaces will no longer, you know, simply house and support your activities. They're going to participate. So sensors are on the rise. They are a trend. Autonomous vehicles. 
get a whole lot smarter with companies like Tesla and Uber pushing the envelope as far as they can. In theory, Apple is as well. The driverless car. Uh, we're not far from it. And, you know, millions of miles are being logged right now. Uh, will we be a society that's like, no, I don't want an autonomous car. I do. Um, there was a number of times in my life where I was 20, 21, 22, that I probably shouldn't have been driving after midnight. Um, there's n- you know nights like New Year's Eve where a lot of people on the road are drunk. I'd much rather them be in a, a you know a self-driving car than letting them make the decisions. With the right technology, you're going to see cars starting to talk to each other and reduce the chance for crashes. Not wipe them out, but reduce. An emergency maneuver like running a red light to avoid getting rear-ended. It might seem reckless if it was taken by a human, but autonomous cars could work together and create a reasonable and life-preserving uh, way to keep your body safe. So you're going to see more and more autonomous cars, and every year it's a little bit more. You know, Think about it from, like I said, if you own a vehicle now, you have radar telling you, you know, don't get over, don't get over. You've got cars that can stop if there's a an object in front of them, especially a human. Uh, Tesla's there with self-driving cars. They're just not legally there with self-driving cars. Uh, and they're, they're figuring out the snow and the rain and the fog and conditions. Virtual reality is going to be something, I believe, used in hospitals. Um, and you're going to start hearing more and more about this uh, to treat people with post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I think here again with virtual reality, you do a lot of stuff that helps people overcome their fears. Um, there's a company called Mind Maze who's a pioneer in the space. They're creating virtual environments for stroke patients, causing their brains to rewire themselves and reestablish mobility in forgotten limbs. Uh, my mom had a couple strokes 20 years ago, 15 years ago, and uh, it sunk. You know, teaching taking my mom to physical therapy. It wasn't fun, and I rationalized it by saying, you know, well, she gave me life, and she birthed me. She carried me around for eight or nine months, so I owe this to her. But when you're taking your mom to a hospital to get physical therapy, and they're teaching her how many quarters and dimes and nickels are in a dollar, uh, when they're, you know, helping her change her clothes, it's good. The more we use virtual reality to help stroke victims rewire themselves, I think, uh, positive. So I think uh, a couple other technologies that you're going to see continue to do well is doctors are going to have a lot more data to make medicine more precise. It's always surprised me when you know a 250-pound man takes two aspirin and a 100-pound lady takes two aspirin. Listen to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. I like to talk trends and investing. And when it comes to digital trends, you can make a lot of money if you understand them. You can beat the markets if you understand them. So some of the trends that I see out there are things along the lines of solid but slowing smartphone growth. Online advertising and commerce, it's online advertising is increasingly measurable and increasingly actionable. Interactive games um, is the mother of tuck product innovation at this point in time. A lot of modern learning going on. The, the distribution or the race to distribute content is skewing much more for media, digital, than old sources like, you know, terrestrial television or cable. The cloud is changing and accelerating massive disruptions across many enterprises. China Internet is a story that's out there and how they have a golden age of entertainment and transportation going on just like we have in the U.S., One of the things we've heard more recently is uh, Apple saying things along the lines of India is going to become very important to us. So those are some of the basic things that I'm seeing in digital world. Global Internet users equal about 3.4 billion right now. That's pretty impressive. That's a big number. Um, Global smartphone shipments slowing. The installed base is pretty much there. The engagement of that base on using internet is growing about 4% year over year, and it's solid. So global smartphone unit shipments are slowing, and a lot like you'll hear things along the lines of peak automobile sales in the United States. How much can you do in one year? You'll... uh in my opinion, find that companies have to start stealing from each other. So when you have a company on the pace of like a um, Tesla, it could kind of like rock the world, so to speak. So those are some things that, you know, I see as far as trends go, and hopefully you do as well. Uh, Retailers are starting to merge with more effective strategies. For instance, there's a company called Chewy. Chewy Chewy.com is pet treats. It's pet food. It's pet supplies. They've got a strong user community, and they've got great target marketing. And they saw their revenues basically double on a year-over-year basis because um, they're doing things along the lines of while you're shopping online, you can ask questions like is there any easy way to feed my dog a raw diet or what are the benefits of feeding my dog a grain free diet 
how can I manage my dog's weight? Questions that people have. And I would caution you to not to laugh at this because I feel the millennials are the ones making these choices. They want the retailer to have strategies to tell them almost what to do. You're seeing companies like Glossier, which is skincare and beauty products, and they're doing a lot of content marketing, teaching you why sunscreen is essential and why we make, uh, can you make your own? So um, they have things like Sun Week because people want to know, you know, I don't want to damage my skin. There's a company that, if you've listened to satellite radio, you've probably heard of called Untuck It, um, which is shirts. It's an online, offline synergies. So their digital f- physical feedback loop, which is deliberate branding plus clear messaging, is at their core. Their offline engagement is, you know, touch points in the real world, so people can actually, you know, see the shirts. Their online storefront has a lot of insights into the product. Um, and their in-store interactions have very, very much so intimacy and active dialogue. So there's a lot of companies that are really rocking the digital strategy well is what I'm trying to get at. There's a company, for instance, called Allbirds, which does shoes. Um, and they've got a pretty good product. It's unbelievably simple. So they basically have shoes in two styles. That's it. You don't have to get overwhelmed with, you know, 50 different versions of this year's, you know, Air Jordans. Um, and they go way out of their way to tell you what their shoes do. Um, and they've seen their e-commerce strategy grow basically double um, from quarter to quarter back in 2016 to year over year from 2016 to 2017. So a lot going on. There's a lot of what I would call e-commerce ahas. Uh, if it seems like a package, parcel growth is accelerating. If it seems like pa- parcel package is accelerating, it is. It's not just because of Amazon. So uh, EPS, FedEx. They're showing us that you know more and more packages are being sent uh, to the tune of 10% year-over-year growth. Uh, that's crazy. So if you go into the big city, what you're finding at this point in time is uh, if you go into an apartment building, their lobbies are becoming warehouses. So in doormen are kind of like becoming foremen. Uh, with all the packages that are being left in the lobby. And uh, San Francisco has a problem with homeless people who will sneak in, you know, when one tenant uh, swings the door wide open and it's closed and closed and it's about to lock, it's closed and it's closed, and then a homeless person will come in, grab a couple boxes and leave. YouTube has a channel that's completely dedicated to unboxing so unwrapping boxes, it's become entertainment and putting stuff together. It's kind of crazy how we're just becoming naturally package-oriented, um, package-oriented like families. Some other trends that are out there, eating out is increasingly 
eating in. So what you, what I mean by that is DoorDash is delightful delivery. Delivery as percentage of revenue is up 7%. Revenue growth in delivery of food is up 45%. So do you see how these trends are changing things? You know, one trend that I'm seeing, our malls are shutting down faster and faster. Not just stores, but now malls. And one of the reasons why, and restaurants. Some of the best restaurants in New York City are shutting down. One, why do you think? Uh, real estate prices are going up. You would think malls because of package delivery, and that's absolutely true. Companies like Amazon are hurting malls, but also the real estate prices, if you're not getting all of the sales and all the retail, and you're now dividing it online with other companies, having a storefront sometimes can be kind of dangerous. Grocery shopping is getting personal, it's getting fast, it's getting easy online. There's a company called Instacart, and they'll do personalized grocery recommendations. Um, so if you look at peanut butter, it'll tell you, go with the 365 Crunchy Almond Butter, or go with Justin's All Natural Honey Almond Butter. And there's a lot of buttons like buy it again. So you're seeing grocery shopping getting more and more done online. And maybe you're not. Maybe you're stuck in the world of, I have to go to Safeway on Sundays and get my groceries for the week and plan everything out. Lowe's right now is starting to do augmented reality. So they've got a partnership with Google, and it guides customers to in-store items via augmented reality on mobiles. Don't you hate going to Home Depot or Lowe's? And you're, you need something like... Um, spray paint and you're like where's the spray paint well now with your phone you can type in spray paint and it'll show you you pick up your phone and it'll walk you with arrows through the store to where the spray paint is um, that's pretty cool and that just started recently there's a company called Stitch which uh, um, what they're doing is fixing to launch a private label clothing brand and the private label is clothes are all computer generated so you pick like a style then you pick like a print to put on that style so if you want to have like a, a sleeveless dress you just pick sleeveless dress then you would pick a color you would put the print that you want on it you would add do you want lace or not uh, what sort of hem type do you want so you can now design your own dresses that are personalized online Retail stores are closing at record paces, while Amazon is opening retail stores. Interesting. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Black now. 800 516 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
1220 KDOW. So I like to study a little bit of history. I think it's really important to know that as a kid, I was all about, you know, Radio Shack catalogs that would come in the mail. And I would study them and see what the new computer parts and devices that were out there. I want to say that they sold radar detectors in their catalogs, but they weren't for sale in my state because they were illegal. And uh, I was always fascinated by that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense to you at all, but they're gone. So when you see what killed them, you know, it was kind of like a Dell situation where you could start buying computers online. Um, and I, I, I respect that. So I like seeing how things change. And business models are constantly evolving. And sometimes we don't notice it because it moves very slowly. Um, I don't think retail's dead. I think mediocre retail experiences are dead. So you're starting to see some digitally native brands, and they're going offline. Like Warby Parker, you could schedule your eye exams and buy glasses at the same time. Uh, Bonobos guides shops. Uh, You try on clothes in store, and they'll ship them to you in your homes. They don't have a lot of inventory in the store, so they're willing to ship it from their factory to you. I like this. Uh, world's large, largest offline retailer is a company called Re- is a company called Walmart, and they're getting aggressive about going online. Ninety percent of Americans live within ten miles of Walmart. Walmart e-commerce revenue year over year is growing quite nicely now. So they've got some organic plus inorganic growth, so to speak. They've bought companies like ShoeBuy, JD.com, Moose Jaw, ModCloth. Uh, you can see there's just this fight for retail. Amazon's becoming a leading private label supplier of baby wipes and batteries in the United States. I work at a television station, Cron, and uh, baby wipes, Amazon's number three behind Huggies and Pampers, which is kind of surprising to me because uh, you got Kirkland, i.e. Costco in there, and Amazon's the largest battery supplier in the United States now. No one likes to shop for batteries. You get to the store and you're like, which one was it? Was it double A's? Was it the big C's, the small B's? <laughs> Sounds like I'm talking about something else, huh? Big C's, small B's. Uh, but Amazon's number one over Duracell, Panasonic, and Energizer as far as battery sales go. So now you get a new type of storage, a uh, new type of store out there. And, you know, it's it's subscriptions. So you can get professional services like LegalZoom. You can get the Princeton Review, which is homework help. Which, again, it's a new type of store. Um, cloud storage is considered that. Um, you know, what is it? Apple charges 99 cents a month for 50 gigs of storage. 
uh, it's not free. Great product, great products find customers, and customers find great products. That's always been kind of a truth out there. So things are in the world of advertising and marketing. Digitally speaking, ad growth is being driven by mobile. Ad measurability, it can be kind of a a triple-edged sword because when ad campaigns fail, we now know, and when ad campaigns hit, that gives a company like a Facebook says, well, we did great for you, so we're going to charge you more this time. Um, So there's a lot of aha moments when you start analyzing marketing and you start analyzing uh, what's going on in the world of tech. So, a lot of inspiration, in my opinion. Interactive gaming on a global level, it's becoming mainstream, and it's evolving rapidly. In 1995, there was 100 million video gamers. Now, today, there's 2.6 billion gamers. And if you don't think you can make money learning this and investing in it, Go take a look at shares of Activision, Electronic Arts, Take-Two, Interactive, um, and you'll see. And the way video games have evolved is you probably remember, you know, playing something in your living room, like Pong. And now, 45 years later, you can go into a 18,000-seat arena, and thousands of people are playing online with each other at the same time. Movie theaters can be rented out so you can play online against other company, other people. So at one point in time, it was one player went to the arcade. And then we got consoles that we brought home, and they had two joysticks so we could kind of play with each other. Then we got local area networks where we were able to you know, get all of our friends in the same room. Then we got online where millions of people could play at the same time. And now we're adding spectators and we've created something called eSports. And that's all over the last 45 years. Generation X is known for Pac-Man and Mario Brothers and John Madden football. Millennials know Clash Clans and Minecraft, League of Legends, uh, Warcraft, Candy Crush, Pokemon Go. It's all evolving. Try to keep your eye on what's happening and you can make a lot of money. You can beat the market. You just gotta pay attention. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.